Hey guys, welcome to Precision Nutrition's The Complete Fitness Professional Podcast. I'm Dr. John Berardi, co-founder of Precision Nutrition, and if you're not familiar with us, over the last 15 years, we've become the world's largest online nutrition, fitness, and health coaching company. Most interesting for health and fitness pros, we've turned the lessons learned coaching over 200,000 clients into a complete nutrition and health coaching system called the Precision Nutrition Certification. It's the industry's most recognized career-changing coaching system anywhere. In this podcast, which is a mix of recorded articles, interviews, and roundtable discussions, myself and my Precision Nutrition colleagues will coach you on growing your business, helping more people, and becoming a better coach. We'll help you become more than a personal trainer, strength coach, or nutritionist. We'll help you become the complete fitness professional. So let's get started. So you're a great trainer. You've got an exercise science degree, more training certifications than you can fit on the office wall, and you've spent a small fortune on continuing education with the top professionals in the field. So why aren't new clients blowing up your phone? Current clients filling every appointment slot and longtime clients singing your praises to everyone they meet. Why with all your expertise, can't clients tell the difference between you and everyone else in your market? And why do some trainers, the competition, who are nowhere close to you in terms of education and experience, attract more new clients? have a bigger or more loyal client base, and get lots of referral business? Well, according to Robert Cialdini, author of the groundbreaking bestseller Influence, The Psychology of Persuasion, you may be too one-dimensional. Your focus on exercise science may be leading you to ignore psychological science, and that's where your competitors might be gaining an edge. A lifelong sucker for salespeople, Cialdini became fascinated by how these skilled influencers use their techniques of persuasion to get him to do things he might not have otherwise done, to buy stuff he didn't need, to say yes to things he should have said no to. To understand their methods, he spent three years undercover. He went for sales training and he even worked in used car dealerships. He worked with fundraising organizations, and he even paid his dues at telemarketing firms. With a PhD in psychology, he also dug into the psychological literature. And with a combination of scientific research and real-world experience, he derived six fundamental principles of influence, principles that marketers use to create what he calls near-automatic compliance in customers. Now, what's this have to do with you and your training? Well, everything. Both prospective clients and current ones are always evaluating you and your services. Should they sign up or not? Should they follow your advice or ignore it? Should they stick with you or find someone new? And by knowing how this evaluation process works, you can focus your attention on the things that will help you grow your business while also getting better client results. You see, as humans, when someone makes us an offer or asks us to trust their expertise, we're hardwired to look for certain things. In fact, before even considering the offer, we run a host of subconscious programs to decide whether we should even listen to the offer in the first place. 
and the busier and the more frenetic our schedules are, the more subconscious this process actually becomes. So we're not even aware it's happening. According to best-selling author and marketing expert Seth Godin, there's a short list of questions we ask ourselves when considering any offer. Whether it's a gym membership, a personal training package, a nutrition coaching program, anything. Here's a list of those questions. And remember, this all happens subconsciously. Do I know this person? Did someone I trust send them over? Where does she work? The FDA, the New York Times, a respected organization? Has she won an award? Is he famous? Are there typos? Is the design sloppy? Are they pestering me? Do I already follow this person online? Does music play when I visit the website? Will my boss be pleased when I bring this project up? Who else is pointing to or referencing or working with this person? And finally, is it too good to be true? Of course, some of these questions may be relevant to your business and others not at all. Yet the point is the same. If your competitors understand the way clients think and the questions that they ask themselves, and you don't, they'll enjoy a substantial professional advantage. They'll do a better job of attracting new clients, retaining current ones, getting more referral business, and most importantly, getting client results. Remember, if you can't influence a client, you can't help them adopt new habits, and you'll be ineffective at helping them develop a new relationship to exercise and nutrition. So this isn't just about sales. It's about results. Worse yet, if you can't influence a client, your failure to do so means they'll continue to be influenced by media, food industry, and pharmaceutical persuasion. And that's not good. So where are Cialdini's principles? Where can we apply them? And what are they? What are these principles of persuasion? And how can you use them to actually help clients when the rest of the world seems to be using them to sell them crap that they don't want or need? Well, the first principle is reciprocity. As you probably know, when someone gives us a gift or does us a favor, we try to repay them. In other words, we reciprocate. Now, this quote-unquote web of gratitude is very common and found across cultures. It's valuable social currency. It allows us to share resources and to generally get along with each other. Those who don't reciprocate, they're usually seen as uncooperative and ungrateful. In Influence, Cialdini uses an interesting example from world affairs. Despite suffering from a crippling famine in the 1980s, some of you may remember it, Ethiopia sent $5,000 in humanitarian aid to Mexico just after an earthquake in 1985. What most people don't know is that this was actually in reciprocation for the support Mexico provided Ethiopia during the 1935 Italian invasion. The main point, even though they couldn't afford the aid, Ethiopia sent it anyway to repay Mexico's previous kindness. This is the principle of reciprocity in action. So how does this relate to your business? Well, if you'd like to enjoy the benefits of reciprocity, consider doing what Mexico did in 1935. No, you don't have to send aid to Ethiopia. However, you should consider offering something really cool and helpful to prospective clients. For example, offer free or very low cost community educational seminars, grocery store tours, group workout sessions, and more. 
Now, this isn't just about getting your name out there. Offer this high-quality stuff at no cost, and they're more likely to sign up to train with you or to coach with you, and they're more likely to refer their friends. But remember, this isn't just for prospective clients. Why not offer cool stuff to your current clients also? Throw parties, give gift certificates, hand out team t-shirts, spotlight them within your community. These are all excellent rewards to pass out when they reach their goals, when they've stuck with you over time, or when they've referred other clients. In the end, this principle is pretty simple. It's like the golden rule. Do awesome stuff for others, and they'll be more likely to do awesome stuff for you. Principle number two is consistency and congruency. It's human nature to want to be as consistent as possible. When we say we'll do something, we don't want to look like we didn't follow through. And when we actually do something, we want to take consistent action in the future so it looks like we did the right thing. We don't want to be made to look like we made a mistake. This all comes from a desire to be congruent with our own self-image and our own actions. Generally, people more often follow through with publicly announced goals versus private ones. Why is that the case? Again, consistency and congruency. They feel compelled to do what they said they would. Here's an underhanded way this principle is exploited in car sales. Once the salesperson and customer agree on a price, the salesperson usually disappears to quote-unquote check with their manager. Well, what's up with that? Well, once we've agreed to buy, a salesperson knows that we'll be more likely to buy even if they come back with a last-minute counteroffer that's $500 or $1,000 higher. This principle is also used in membership sales. Instead of asking, do you want to sign up, a salesperson will ask something like between the annual option and the monthly option, which is best for you. Of course, either response is a commitment to sign up. And when it's time to ask for the sale, the salesperson will expect consistency. So again, how's this at all relevant to your business? Well, you can benefit from asking prospective or current clients to make early commitments. For everything from showing up for an information session, to following through with appointments, to complying with nutrition and exercise habits. Early commitments make a big difference. One great strategy here is the pre-sale, pre-registration, or VIP waiting list. By asking potential clients to put their name on a free waiting list for a product or a service or even a free class, they're making a small early commitment. And then when it's time to show up or sign up, they'll be more likely to follow through with that commitment. Here's another strategy. Do you want clients to say good things about you in the community? Of course you do. If so, start collecting written or recorded testimonials in person. Of course, you can use these to help sell your services to prospective clients. But there's another goal here. In an effort to be consistent, your clients are now primed to go out and talk about you to their friends and family. And that means more referral business for you. Principle number three is social proof. And in my opinion, this is one of the most powerful principles of persuasion. Nowadays, we're surrounded by choice. The sheer number of options is staggering. It's paralyzing at times. So how do we actually decide things? Well, we look around to see what other people are doing. 
If something seems popular or well-liked as judged by the number of 5 out of 5 ratings on Amazon, the number of likes on Facebook, or the number of positive reviews by critics, we assume it's good. The opposite? Well, we assume it's crap. You can see this principle in small daily activities. Change lanes on the highway and drivers behind you will be more likely to do the same. You see someone slip $5 into the collection plate at church and others start reaching for their wallet too. Whether we like it or not, our own choices are powerfully impacted by the choices of our peers. And in the fitness world, the power of social proof is tremendous. To demonstrate social proof, I always recommend fitness pros create quote-unquote success books. Like the online collages we use at Precision Nutrition for our muscle building and fat loss coaching programs. Using an online custom book publishing service like blurb.com, you can print beautiful, professional, and inexpensive books. Books that show off the types of results your clients have achieved. Fill these books with before and after photos, client stories, case studies, measurement data, and more, and group the photos by gender and age. There's nothing more powerful than sitting in front of a potential client and showing them the amazing results you're able to achieve with people just like them. Here's another idea. Offer group training sessions where current clients are invited to bring a friend or family member. When the prospective client sees people having fun and getting results, the social proof will be strong. Of course, if you do online coaching, you can also use Facebook, Twitter, and enable comments on your blog. However, if you use these tools, be sure to ask for likes and comments. This demonstrates social proof. It means your information is popular, high quality, and actually worth listening to. On the other hand, if your pages look barren and unliked, these strategies can backfire. Principle number four is authority. This one's pretty straightforward. Subconsciously, we all want to obey authority figures. We're taught from an early age to listen to our parents, to respect our elders, to obey the law, and to take our doctor's advice. Of course, advertisers use this principle when they make claims like four out of five dentists approve and doctor's number one choice. They also use it when gathering testimonials or featuring respected celebrities or experts in their advertisements. To appeal to authority in your own business, think about which of your clients are respected professionals or members of the community. Then ask to feature their testimonials, whether they're video or written, prominently at your facility or on your website. Also, when it comes to giving advice, appealing to authority can come in handy. Instead of saying, you should eat more protein, you might try saying, Dr. X or so-and-so in a recent study recommended eating more protein. Is that something you feel confident you can do? Principle number five is friendship, affiliation, and liking. According to Cialdini, we tend to say yes to people we like. It's not a surprise. Whether it's their personality, whether it's the way they look, or whether it's the group they're affiliated with, if we like someone or something about them, we're more likely to say yes to their offer. In Influence, Cialdini uses the example of the Tupperware party. With the Tupperware system, the sales agent is a friend. And because the agent is a friend, sales are way better. As mentioned earlier, social media like Facebook works similarly. People hear about new Facebook pages from their friends. And the closer someone is to a friend of yours, the more likely you are to friend them also. 
As discussed earlier, a great strategy is to offer free workout nights, parties, or grocery tours where your clients invite a family member or a friend. By getting to know you in this way, you become the friend of a friend to prospective clients. In addition, the more active you are in the community, the more people you get to know, and the more well-liked you can become, the more you'll benefit from this principle. Who would you rather work with? Someone you know and like, or a complete stranger? According to Cialdini, the liking principle also suggests that we tend to gravitate towards physically attractive people, powerful people, or celebrities. We see this everywhere, from ads to movies. Of course, as a fitness professional, you should do your best to look the part, but that's not the whole point here. Rather, as discussed earlier, be sure to feature the testimonials and stories of clients who are most likely to attract attention to your business. Principle six is scarcity. Scarcity, or the idea that your programs only have limited spots available and that the demand for these spots is high, can impact your perceived value and a prospective client's desire to work with you. Examples of scarcity are everywhere. A long line outside the velvet rope in front of a popular nightclub. A waiting list to sign up for an in-demand school. A radio ad for only 10 left of whatever's being sold at the local Home Depot. We even react to this principle every day when we interrupt face-to-face -face conversations to answer our cell phones. Why do we do this? Because the phone call is scarce. It's now only. And we're willing to be rude to get at that scarcity. So how can you use this principle in your business? Why not create seasonal group programs that have limited availability? Only accept the first 25 registrants. And if someone doesn't sign up in time, they have to wait till next season. Why not create applications and waiting lists for your products and services? Instead of accepting all new clients, ask them to fill out a questionnaire or an application for approval. Let them know that if they're approved, they'll then go on a waiting list and when the next available spot comes up, you'll let them know. Why not have limited enrollment or discount periods for a few days only, after which time people miss out on the deal or the spot in the program? In the end, your time is limited. So why not structure your offers so that the clients understand that? By making this clear, they'll also understand that while it's your privilege and honor to work with them, and it is, it's also their privilege and honor to work with you. In the end, as a nutrition coach, personal trainer, strength coach, or rehab professional, your life is dedicated to helping people engage in healthier behaviors. In other words, you're in the business of helping people out. You're the furthest thing from a used car salesman. Ironically, however, the compliance professionals of the world may have something important to teach us. That's because the same fixed action responses that sway us to act against our own best interests can also be turned the opposite direction, toward our best interests. The food industry and Big Pharma, for example, have been using these principles against your clients for a long time. So they need a ninja on their side, somebody to stand strong, somebody to help them replace their self-damaging fixed action responses with positive, healthy habits. They need someone to help them find joy in movement and in delicious, fresh, whole foods. So, if you need to use the principles of influence and persuasion to invoke certain fixed action responses so that you can demolish the other more harmful ones, 
Think of yourself as a persuasion and influence jujitsu master. To wrap up, none of you will be surprised to know that being a good trainer requires in-depth knowledge of the human body, exercise physiology, and nutritional science. However, none of these will guarantee success in this field. In addition to understanding the body, you need to also understand people, how they make decisions, how they make changes, and what attracts them to certain things over others. Ultimately, your business relies on your ability to attract clients and your ability to help them. The principles I'm outlining today will help you improve at doing both. Okay, everyone, that's it for this week's edition of Precision Nutrition's The Complete Fitness Professional Podcast. For more information about how to become the complete fitness professional yourself and for some awesome free nutrition and coaching resources, come visit us on the web at www.precisionnutrition.com. You could also visit us on Facebook or on Twitter at InsidePN. Talk to you next time.